0: This episode of the Word Bros Podcast is brought to you by Creative Contract Consulting. Creative Contract Consulting.com. Right, go ahead and talk. Mm-hmm. Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> You are to listening the to the Word, Word, Word Bros podcast, the Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Word Bros. I am Bob Franks. And what's your name, fella? I am Kevin Cuff, and I've been here for a while. You should know him. That. that handsome, bearded. <laughs> gentlemen that we do this podcast with yeah man uh we have a very good episode this week we're talking to terry mayo who has a very interesting story that we found out a lot about um purely accidentally but it was quite interesting And he's got a really cool looking book on kickstarter called buddy uh it's milo and otis meets the exorcist that looks kind of cool
1: it's great and terry tells us a lot about himself as well as the book and it's really interesting to hear terry's story along with the story of buddy
0: yeah so if you're interested please continue listening i think you should you'll find yourself really interested what a cool guy like he was just very friendly and down to earth real modest very much unlike the
1: word bros (laughs) (laughs) no because we are the tag team champions that's right that's right so that's comics
0: let's listen to terry mayo uh and uh enjoy guys enjoy Terry, you're an old man, huh? You got readers.
2: Got readers. I don't know how to say, man. It's just <laughs> that's, so that's like, where I've gotten. That's where I've gotten in life, and I'm over here wearing like compression socks.
0: <laughs> oh, you got the compression socks on? You got? You got like? Do you have a copper wristband on too? Well, <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I'm going to be popping Werther's originals while we're doing this.
0: <laughs> now, like, um, so do you wear regular glasses? I do. I do. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, I'm told there's no correlation, but I had
2: COVID early on like in December. Oh, wow. November, oh, no. and, uh, and ever since then, man, just headaches and my vision just blurry. So I went in and like my vision like dropped like two points. I was at a 3.25 jumped up to a 3.75. So okay. I was just like so yeah, no, just old, just old. And now just, you have
0: to and now you have to wear readers. Tell me what that's like. Like, were you one of those dudes at like the restaurant who would hold the menu 10 feet away from him to try to read it because you didn't want to get readers? Is that you? <laughs> were you that guy?
2: That was me. That was me. I would have my kids hold it across the table. Just so
0: <laughs> hey, you know what, kid? Just order for me. You know what I like. Yeah, just give you me know what I, I like. like.
2: Yeah. I would just order the same thing. That way I didn't have to have that struggle. <laughs> that's and crazy. Chicken fried steak.
0: That's what I want. Chicken, fried, chicken fried steak. <laughs> like, that, that's cool. Now that's, all right. that's a good choice. <laughs> that is a, that's very that's very southern of you. Are you a southern man? I am.
2: I'm. I'm actually. I was uh, born and raised in Texas, but I've been in California for the last twenty, twenty three, twenty four years. Okay. So guess, all right. All right. Yeah.
0: So, what part of Texas are you from originally?
2: Uh, from a little bitty town called Seminole, Texas. Okay. Uh, population five, six thousand, maybe. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, we our claim to fame is uh, yeah. I don't know. what We don't have a claim to fame. So <laughs>
0: you, you're the claim <laughs> but, to fame. It's Terry T- Mayo. <laughs> it's Terry Mayo. That's
2: yeah. I, f- I felt big time because I made the local paper there whenever I came out with the Wicked Righteous, and I was like, yeah. But then I was like, okay, but still. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it it was cool. It was cool.
0: So you we lived. Have... So you're from Texas, and then you moved to California, yay, like all that, like they all do. You had to go to the big city. Now, what uh, what brought you to California?
2: Uh, well, I'm a nurse, uh, so oh, I was, that's cool. Uh, yeah, doing my my thing in the medical field. My sister lived out here at the time, so I was just kind of following her. I was like, yeah, I'm not a, I, I didn't fit in in the small town, so uh, just moved out here, chased my dreams, did some screenplays, thought I was going to be Quentin Tarantino for a minute, and then. And that didn't happen. So, <laughs> so I left LA and then I've been in San Diego ever since. Love well, San to,
0: Diego. to be fair, San Diego is a much better town than, than Los Angeles. Is yeah. that a hot take or. or I just think that's. Science. I've never, like I've it's never it's been to just, San Diego. Is, I've been to Los Angeles.
1: So, and I wasn't a fan, but that's just me. Like, I, I
0: didn't, didn't like, I didn't like LA either. Um, but San Diego is beautiful.
2: San Diego is nice. The, the, and the traffic, you know, the reason I moved from LA was the traffic. Cause I was working at a hospital that was maybe, maybe five miles away from where I lived. And it still took me like an hour to get there. There's <laughs> I mean, no joke. I was still like, it was like, Oh my gosh. From the time you pull out of the apartment to the time you pull in the hospital, it's an hour trek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: San Diego. When I went, I went to San Diego in like 2000. Um, So it was a long time ago, but everyone I saw in San Diego was tan and muscular. I was like, I could never live here. Like this, I just, it's just not my thing. I'm neither one of those things. I'm not tan and I'm definitely not muscular. Yeah, so it's not no. good for
2: the self-confidence. I, I don't go to the beach.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I just, this was anywhere. Like we went to, we we were at a ball game. We went to Jack Murphy Stadium, the old Jack Murphy mm-hmm. Stadium. And we got there really early, a buddy of mine and I, and we were just walking around San Diego. We were like at a pizza place. And I was like, I've never seen this many muscular people at a pizza place before. Like they're just dudes they're,
2: Yeah, there's a lot of pretty people around. Yeah, here. it's, it's
0: but it, it kind of goes with, with the scenery though because it really is beautiful like it's it's a wonderful place to live
2: yeah yeah can't argue can't argue yeah. with that.
0: san diego and now you're you want so you wanted to write screenplays and stuff like that like you wanted to be <laughs> like the next quentin tarantino do you think that's everyone of our kind of collective age kind of strove for that
2: uh you know i don't, I don't want to speak for everybody but I, a lot of people that i've talked to i mean that, he was a big influence still is a big influence yeah. and you know that whole That whole era of like uh him and uh what is it robert rodriguez and that whole that whole scene uh you know and i and i came out here i sold a couple sold enough to buy a
0: house but nothing never got made hey but i uh, mean fuck it though you still sold uh, you still sold screenplays that's awesome that's good yeah yeah
2: no i I mean i thought i was big time for there for a second and then
0: hang on hang on hang on hang (laughs) on what was the most amount of money you sold the screenplay for
2: uh back then seventy five thousand. damn yeah,
0: that's, that's nice awesome. yeah, what was the yeah. screenplay about
2: it was called the brothers barrett and okay. it was like uh and i swear they they ended up using it but whatever
0: <laughs> i swear
2: <laughs> but it's about these kids that get uh locked into like a, a disney-esque theme park overnight and the animatronics kind of you know do their thing uh and and a couple years later i saw a book that was really similar and i was like wait
0: a minute there's a simpsons episode like that to be fair too though mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. as soon as you said oh, and I a video the game episode. that yeah, my yeah. child so, really
1: likes five nights at freddy's, at freddy's my, my, yeah. 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 yeah yeah so you sold so you, I, sold,
0: I so that you that. sold one screenplay for seventy-five thousand dollars. that's awesome
1: that was back
2: in the day that was back in the day which was what it was right before the writer's strike uh what was that 2002 2003 ish maybe Dang. uh yeah whenever sanjaya was on uh
0: that's
2: was, yeah an american idol i remember that
0: exactly but, well because uh, heroes oh. had the writer strike and everybody blamed season two for stinking because the writer strike yeah that's why i remember yeah if that's if my time my timeline might be off but i remember there was a writer strike then too and it that's yeah so that's crazy so you sold so how many screenplays did you sell in total
2: uh three none of them for none of them reached that level
0: of a but still career. though i mean that's still pretty yeah. sweet so why did you give up on the screenplay dream
2: well, I mean, I have uh, a lot of kids. I have eight, well, seven kids and Oh one my god! Away. So I'm, I'm, and, and you know, the nursing, and it just, I, it was one of those things where it's like, I, I, love writing, and I love comic book writing, screenplay writing. Just, I didn't love. I enjoyed it. Okay. I liked, I liked selling them. That was fun. Hell yeah! But, uh, <laughs> but it just wasn't a love of mine. It just turned out to be something that I wasn't feeling. I guess.
0: Okay. But you were feeling having eight kids. You got eight kids.
2: Hey you know you got to be good at
1: something I guess. <laughs> you're you're obviously not good at pulling no. out <laughs>
0: No, well, that's
1: right. That's exactly right <laughs> i was wondering when we were going to get to talk to dick van patten and now we do <laughs> eight <laughs> kids like i have
0: i have two in their times where i'm just completely overwhelmed like how do you have eight of them that's how do you feed all
2: these people I mean, once you get over five, it's just like, what? what what's one more, really? <laughs> it's, it's, you don't even notice. So it's. Uh, right. But it's fun. I mean, I come from a big family. I had seven sisters, and I was the youngest. I was the only boy. So we had, you know, at, at one point or another, there was always somebody in the house, and you just okay. get used to it. So I, I've always wanted a big family and got one.
0: So, oh, so awesome, though, what's yeah. the range of your kids? Like who's the, the oldest? age range, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Christian is the oldest, he's 26 and he's out on the East Coast. He was in the military and his wife's in the military. Okay. Uh, then my youngest is two years old. And oh quiet. my God. Yeah. And then my <laughs> wife is pregnant right now.
0: No, oh, what is wrong with you? Get him. <laughs> you don't well, get a vasectomy get a you one. weirdo yeah like come on <laughs> you're wearing readers for god's sakes and you got a butt in the oven you're a madman! Yeah. oh my the, goodness
2: well you know I, this may be an exclusive i don't know if i've ever talked about this or not i may i may have but i don't know but um so i have one testicle and <laughs>
0: and if that thing and, is
2: working overtime
0: <laughs> uh, no wonder. And, uh, the other one quit on you it's like you know, know what i'm done like, with this just,
2: it packed its bags and laughed but uh so I went for a, a vasectomy consult and the doc was like, you know, you have the one testicle. And I was like, well, I, I'm aware of this. Thank you. And he was like, um, I, I can't in good conscience do this surgery because if you get an infection and something happens and we have to remove the testicle, then you will have no testicles. And in my head, I'm like, well, you're very good at math. Thank you for spelling all that out. But, <laughs> but he, And he said, I just, I won't do it. He said, you may be able to find somebody, but it was the whole, the way he explained it, it was like, no, I think we'll be okay. We'll be all right. We'll figure
0: it wow. out wow so you've got so you've got so you're gonna have a ninth child
2: no eighth child so okay, seven, so, this uh, eighth. okay so this is the this eighth okay
0: so plus eight. so you have to go back the Kickstarter for buddy because who knows what you're gonna need this money for <laughs> I mean know. either baby clothes and yeah, but this I guess is you,
2: diaper diaper fund right here is but place. I
0: guess <laughs> you, if you have seven other children you don't really need clothes because you have wardrobes yeah. and wardrobes of stuff
2: yeah and they're all boys so it's it's like you know it's 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 easy. It's wow.
1: Easy. that's oh, You crazy. get a lot of hand-me-downs. Yeah, that works. Oh, I yeah. can see how that works. Yeah. yeah. But you, so you've oh. got, you've got all boys? Mm-hmm. All boys.
0: Wow. That's like a, holy smokes. That's like a whole other thing right there. too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise. Okay. So, so this has been a very interesting start to this WordPress conversation <laughs> yes. here. We're drifting very far off into into left field here but i mean this is all just so interesting i have to know these things that's all, all
2: right. there you ah. go well you got me to talk about my 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 testicles and so why I've do you only
0: have, why, why do you only have one <laughs> testicle if you don't mind my asking?
2: uh well i had cancer when i was 15 and they removed well, holy the organs,
0: shit you so, had cancer yeah. at 15 yeah i
2: had testicular cancer and they and it metastasized up to like lymph nodes and stomach and stuff but they had to remove that one testicle okay and they're like you're never you're never you're pro- most likely because of the surgery and you probably won't be able to have kids. I'll
0: prove you wrong. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <"Yeah."> <laughs> Do you ever, have you ever gone back to that doctor and just been like, look at what I've created? <laughs> I know, quack. Yeah.
2: <laughs> No, but I, it, it does feel good to prove somebody wrong. So
1: little <laughs> did we know you had the Arnold Schwarzenegger of testicles. i are <laughs> going to make it into the movies. We're exactly. going to get in and get out. Yeah.
0: Get out. Wow! <laughs> so you had cancer at fifteen. Holy that's, shit! That's crazy. That's crazy, yeah. So I was just thinking, like, how? Do, I mean, I, I'm sure. I don't know how old you are now, but I'm at you're eight kids deep. You have a 26 year old, so you've got to be at least math is not my friend but you're probably you're you're older than 42 so um so how did you deal with like at a as a 15 year old like how was that like that's uh you know
2: it's weird more hindsight at the time it was just whatever it was you know my Mm -hmm. it was just whatever you don't realize what's going on I mean there's uh there was one night where like my stomach just completely just shut down and it was and it was I was like gray and I remember them, uh, uh, like a priest coming in and talking to me and, like, you know, just having small talk and stuff. And then in hindsight, my mom was like, you know, he was coming in because we didn't think you we were going to make it. And he was like, oh my
1: gosh. And
2: I was like, well, no one told me. But <laughs> I had a deeper conversation with the guy if I had
0: known. But, yeah.
2: uh...
0: <laughs> wow. That is, insane. this is
1: i'm blown away by this whole thing already now i have a question for that like did that influence your decision to become a nurse later on is that what it did yeah it did i mean i went to school
2: for uh i have i have a couple degrees in uh, psychology and education and and nursing so originally my path was going to be like i'll be a nurse and then maybe i can be like a football coach there because i'm from texas and i figured that was a thing Uh, but i never ended up teaching anything um, but yeah, no, definitely <laughs> the nurses there. I mean, cause for, there was a stretch there where I was at MD Anderson, uh, cancer center in Houston for almost a year straight. Wow. Uh, cause they don't let you out if you're not doing too well. So off and on, I'd go back and forth. Um, and, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was, you'd see the nurses every day. They'd become part of your family. You'd get attached. They'd get attached. And it was like, this is a worthwhile thing. I can, I can see myself doing this and feeling like it's not a job. So
0: well, that's yeah, wonderful. So
2: been a nurse for 20, 20 some odd years. Yeah.
0: So are you like an Are you like an OR nurse? Are you an emergency room nurse? Are you like a nurse at a practitioner? Like how does I that started,
2: work? I started off in ER and doing flight nursing, so I did like a flight for life type stuff, like on helicopters in Texas. Oh wow! Uh, and then uh, moved to California. and I wanted to stay on that same path, but uh, but I, and so I got the first job I could get, and it was at a psychiatric hospital. And I was like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to get out because I, I, I last thing I want to do was like work in psych. Yeah. And again, that was about 21 years ago, and I'm still in psych just because it's, I, you know, it's 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 interesting. I enjoy it, and I've, I'm always down for the underdog, and just seeing how like the people with mental health who go into like a, an emergency room and just how they're like they're put in the halls, or are not put in a room, or they're mistreated, or they're mm-hmm. they're not given the same amount of attention, and that just kind of pissed me off, and I was like you know they 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 need the same kind of care that everybody else is getting so i was like i'm sticking with this this is my job this is what i want to do this is my calling so i've i've been in psych for 20 since 98
0: 99 wow, wow you must have like a heart the size of texas because you've got eight kids i mean you're in a, you're a, a nurse in a psych unit i mean the the amount of patience and 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 compassion you have for your fellow human beings that's that's amazing to hear
1: man i'm really impressed Oh well thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. And and that how did that figure into writing um a story like Buddy, like about a family dog? Like That was like a hard that,
0: segue, Kevin.
1: Like was the, was it, too, <laughs> was it
0: good? I mean that, that, was, bring, yeah. that brings me to
1: Buddy. I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, it was it's a reach, like we're gonna have to get there eventually, and I'm glad you treaded those waters, and I didn't have to, so that's cool. Um <laughs> yeah, but, I'm glad I'm glad you fucked up, Kevin. But yeah, you know but I mean. like I didn't say you fucked but that's a hard like that's a hard turn. But yeah, so yeah, so yeah. tell us tell us about your Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, speaking was, of
2: your left testicle, yeah. <laughs>
0: <to be>. <laughs> I go?
2: but uh <laughs> Yeah, so no, Buddy, Buddy is, <laughs> Buddy is, uh, it's the first issue in a three-issue thing. So it's uh, Milo and Otis meets The Exorcist is the tagline that we have for it. And it's, Buddy was uh, a pug that I had. So there's a real-life Buddy. And I, uh, he was just obnoxious and dumb and, and you know, you couldn't help but love him because he was just so, Argh. but um, so the the walnut of the story is basically that being from Texas, living in san diego we'd go back and forth to see family like maybe four times a year ish and one night buddy was at the bottom of the stairs we were about to leave and he was looking up at the top of the stairs and he was just barking and going crazy and going mad and you know how our you know the creative mind goes and i'm like he sees something there's something up there there's a ghost dogs can see ghosts they can see aliens let's just there's something up there <laughs> so as i'm <laughs> as we're driving I'm, i've got that still in my head and it's the middle of the night and I just start working on this story about household pets that are, you know, fighting evil. The, the helpless humans are dopes and they can't fight for themselves. So who's going to save them? The household pets. So uh, that's where the kernel came from. And I know it's like in general, but uh, and that was uh, four or five years ago. And we started Dave and I, Dave Swartz uh, is the artist and we started the story about two years ago before the pandemic hit. Uh, and we signed on with a publisher, but we ended up pulling out because like I said, I'm a nurse and it just when things started hitting hard, I was like, I can't I'm it's, not gonna be able to dedicate any time to this.
0: So, it's the first time in your life you've actually pulled out
1: I was at the I same know, joke exactly
2: <laughs> Exactly, right? <laughs> it's like tell me if I'm doing this right, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I made that joke actually in the Dungeons and Dragons game the other day, but, but either way, <laughs> um, great minds think alike. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was like along the lines of, I'm sorry for pulling out guys. And I was like, it's something I've never said to my wife. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh but yeah, so we started this about two years ago, had a publisher pulled out. <laughs> and then, um, a couple months ago, I hit Dave up and Zen who's doing the letters and editing. And I was like, would you guys be willing to, like, jump back in and just finish Buddy up and just, you know, see where it goes? Because uh, at this point, we had pulled out of publishing. There was no guarantee of anything. So, but they were all on board. I mean, everybody digs the story. So, they're like, yeah, let's put it out there on Kickstarter because I'm kind of leery. This is my second Kickstarter. Uh, and the first one did well. Uh, this one's doing well. But it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I'm the greatest salesman in the world. And I feel like it's a month long extravaganza of selling yourself. Yes. Which I'm uncomfortable
0: with sometimes. So, but But I mean, it's doing well. You have all the right ingredients. I mean, uh, the first thing is the pug, and people who like pugs are like almost cultish with their love of this (laughs) breed of dog. So, I mean, like right there, boom, that's a great intro. Bing, right? You know?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it it, it is, and, and there are people that are that have back just based on the fact that there's a pug in the story, and I'm like, well, okay, there's more to it, but I'm hey, welcome, hey, come for the gets, pugs, come for the pug, stay for the rest.
0: Yeah, if it gets <laughs> him in the door, right? Who cares? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's a great looking book. It's adorable. It is, it, is this like a? It obviously it's not an all ages thing, but it has the kind of all age look to it. Yes.
2: Yeah, it does. And like yeah, I, how, I,
0: was... I guess what I was asking is like how how graphic and 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 whorish horror-ish does it, it get
1: is it pc 13 or r basically i think
2: it's not a r it's not whorish at all but it is horror <laughs> and uh <laughs> like uh, the other stuff that i've written uh like wicked righteous and disposable Edge, that stuff is like hard R. there's like gore and there's blood and there's cursing and nudity and all this other kind of stuff uh with buddy i didn't wa- even though it's probably right there at the cusp of like not being all ages Mm -hmm. uh because you know demonic possession and all but um but i still wanted it to be something that i'd be okay with handing anyone of my kids because my you know i i maybe i'm a bad dad but handing anyone to my kids and being like here this is something cool you could look at uh something that of mine that they could check out before they're 17.
0: that's really cool man it looks it looks really great it's adorable and like yeah, so this thing has what eleven days left on Kickstarter. I'm probably gonna put this out this week. This is a little behind base behind the curtain kind of thing. We didn't have an episode come out this week, so I'll probably put this out this week. Okay. So hopefully, this will be up tomorrow. So we'll have about nine days left on this Kickstarter. And you've got what kind of rewards are you shooting for here? What do you got? Sell uh, me on your Kickstarter.
2: Sell you on the Kickstarter. Yeah, which is my weakness, right? <laughs> um, You're not supposed well, I mean, to we, say we, we have that have part. A, we have a lot when you, oh, that's behind the curtains guys okay okay all right <laughs> fair, enough. You
0: know what? fair enough fair enough
2: fair enough <laughs> i'm just kidding believe it. um <laughs> we have we have a lot of cool stuff actually dave uh helped me out with kickstarter stuff because he's done more of this kind of crowdfunding thing than i have uh so it's really a tag team with with dave and i uh, so we have um it's a 30 page book 30 pages of story the first uh Stretch Goal Unlocked, six more pages. So right now it's a 36-page book, uh, 30 pages of story, six pages of um, origin type story. Um, We have enamel pins uh, of Buddy, full-figure Buddy. That's cool. We have uh, die-cut stickers of the logo. Something I was excited about, uh, and and is really a lot of people are adding it in, uh, are the trading cards. So we have a Buddy trading card that's like a mock 1991 Marvel rookie card. That's I was fun. Like, I was like Deathlock. So I was like <laughs> I sent it over to Dave and I was like I love these cards as a kid. Can you make this a buddy? So I mean we we just basically reproduced a Deathlock card that was that was buddy. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about that. That's the nerd inside of me maybe, the collector inside of me.
0: Now, I noticed when you mentioned Kickstarter like you you have this this uh, what's the word I'm looking for here Kevin, your reservation? Ab- yeah, reservation apprehensive about it, but I mean <clears throat> why is that? I mean, is it just because you don't feel comfortable putting yourself out there or? Yeah. I mean, I think it's
2: more, I even like at cons, cause I enjoy going to cons and I enjoy talking to people and I enjoy all that stuff. And I'll sell metal shark, bro. And <laughs> all day long. But when it comes to my book, I'm like, and then here's this one. If you just kind of want to check that out, it's cool. If not, that's cool too. But you should really <laughs> check out these guys book. Cause it's awesome. And start flipping through theirs. Cause I am a fan of comic books and I love comic books. Uh, and at the same time, maybe it's just the way I was brought up that I'm more humble about my stuff as far as like, you know, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be humble. You, but if you I'll really- tell you
0: what, being humble, you're going to end up broken alone and sad and sad. <laughs>
2: Well, I will never be alone. But.
0: <laughs> well said. Well said. Well said. Touche. Well well
1: Touche. You do win that. You do win that award, yeah. Terry. Um, but I mean, this book it, looks fantastic. It looks, yeah, it looks great. Yeah. And you did another book before this. So um, tell us a little bit about that one. So people know this isn't your first for, foray into Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I did uh, Wicked
2: Righteous. And it was uh, with a publisher. And it did. Uh, we went through uh, 12 issues of that. Dang. Uh, and we did the uh, the trade uh, for Wicked Righteous about three years ago. Uh, and that was, again, more not for the maybe I am backwards because I don't do anything for the money, but it was more for like just to get more eyes on the book and get more like attention for the book and be like this is, exists. So let's. You know another audience type thing yeah uh and it did well i mean it, it did well it met its goal plus i think it was like 160 percent or
0: something that's awesome that's great uh, yeah tell yeah, us what so it's it about
2: it did good so uh it's basic and and the reason i stopped it again was the pandemic mostly but it is about a pandemic <laughs> that takes place <laughs> in the world where um most of the adults have died and and only people that are left are children and those who have like taken another's life so it's like that that yin and yang of good versus evil putting them together it takes place in san diego uh so san diego kind of plays that extra character. So there's a lot of shots of, of scenery and whatnot but it follows four brothers as they're trying to escape san diego and save a young girl and and move on try to get away from ruthless gang of killers
0: that's awesome yeah,
2: yeah so it was fun and i enjoyed it and and at the time when i wrote it i had four kids uh, so so it was kind of one of those things <laughs> again we're, we're driving across country and there's those stretches of highway where you don't pick up any signal and you're tired of playing the same CD or, or whatever you got and so the kids are like well tell us a story so I start telling a story about four brothers living in the wild and they have to fight against these people and that was kind of the catalyst for the Wicked Righteous
1: that's cool that's awesome and that's-
2: then uh, I have uh, Disposable Legends through T-Pub through, through in the UK that's more of like international dude listen to that international
1: you're big in Britain.
2: maybe i should be louder about my stuff you
1: should should be you're You're big in
0: britain (laughs) i we can't we don't know if we're big in britain but you have a british publisher on board listen to that (laughs) d.e crumpets and (laughs) to Toasted, to toast and- <laughs> Mar- Mar- Marmite loves you, yeah dude. There we yeah. go.
2: There we go. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, and behind the scenes, this is just us girls talking. I think we are planning a, a Kickstarter for the trade of disposable legends.
0: That's cool. That's nice. It's a hardcover. Ooh, actually. Kevin's in. You just, you, you know what? You got yeah. one backer, Kevin
1: Cuff. He's, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy a hardcover in a minute. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love hardcover books. Love it.
2: So, yeah, what? Buddy is not my, it's not my first rodeo with Buddy, but, uh, you know, I really am having fun with this one.
0: That's cool. Mm-hmm. I just I just backed it at the and I added an enamel pin because I have a a ten year old daughter who loves pugs. So boom,
1: oh. sold, bang. Nice. And and yeah. we have a pug here, so I was sold as soon as you said pug. I mean, um, <laughs> we have a pug, uh, and she is both, both what you said, lovable <laughs> and and really dumb. So like it's it's and and it kind of like have you seen? Um, and not to give any away for anyone hasn't seen it, but there's just one part in the Mitchells versus the Machines where they're trying great to great determine- movie. Yeah, they're trying to determine what the dog is, and it's a yeah. pug. And it's like, dog, pig, loaf of bread. And I was yeah. like, perfect. That describes our dog in, in all perfect ways. Like that is yeah. that is her. So um, and do you have a pug now, Terry?
2: I do. I have a pug now named Mandy. Uh, and she is god, she's just so she's Buddy buddy's always gonna be in my heart. But uh Mandy is uh she's just a little princess. I mean, she just she's dainty and she's she's Still dumb, still dumb as a rock.
0: She's she's
2: just a dainty little princess whose tongue won't stay in her mouth.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah, dude. So I mean, like embrace Kickstarter, my man. You seem to be having success at it. You're doing a great job. You're clearly uh, a talented fellow. You've got movie scripts and all these comic books. You're going places. I got. Hey, Terry, I got a good feeling about you.
2: You got a good feeling? All right.
1: I got a good feeling about you. And if you put the Werther's original on the table, you won't have to like That's try true. and sell it as hard because everybody loves a butterscotch candy from like from, from your grandparents. Like exactly.
2: Like, I'll just start wearing like a little sweater vest with like, my little pipe and
0: be like, Hey, have you checked out my book there?
1: That's your readers on oh, <laughs> yeah. come
0: come for the candy, stay
1: for the comics, right? <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I think you I think you can do that at this point. Like, I'm because at, at cons, we're both pretty loud about our book, but what if someone's like, "Oh no, I'm not into that," like, and we're at a con and we know, like, "Well, what are you, you say, into?" They kick
0: rocks. Then get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we do. We do ask what they're into. Get out of here, kid! You bother me. It's just... And if if they're saying something like, "Oh, I'd rather read something like this," and and it, it fits what what you're doing, Terry, we'd send them to your table, or or yeah. we've done that before uh, at our at our tables, and we have a lot of fun doing that because a lot of times they come back and be like, "Hey, thanks for recommending this or that," because this is something I was really looking for even though they weren't looking for something that, that we did. So, like, that's one fun part about comics that I enjoy is, like, you know, sending them to find something that they do want if they don't yeah. want what we're peddling or peddling yeah. our wares at a, at a con.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I've been saying that for, uh, I guess, on every interview because I've been doing lots of interviews for Buddy, just really trying to get eyes on him. And because, you know, I guess he's got a special place in my heart, like I said. So I would love as many eyes on Buddy as I can get. Mm-hmm. But I've been saying that, that... The, comics book is a grind and it takes a village and you know we all got to support each other so so i'm down with that down with that
0: that's awesome so yeah man so uh buddy is live on kickstarter right now uh that emily pearson cover is fantastically adorable yeah. by the way yeah
2: yeah she's Emily's so
0: a genius she's so talented really is and it's super, really super nice is. too you've got emily pearson doing variants you have Stanyak, and you got kelly williams kelly williams that's a good get he's a great horror uh, artist man yeah
2: no and kelly's a cool dude kelly i i've known kelly for a couple of years and i've just been trying to find a reason for him to play with me and something <laughs> and he finally agreed and i was like really okay cool let's do it
0: <laughs> that's awesome well who doesn't want to draw a pu- like a de- like a pug fighting demons you know yeah. That's a yeah, really the, great premise.
2: The cool thing about Kelly's art even is that it's, it's one of those add-on tiers. I mean, you can get his original artwork from the variant cover. You can add that into your thing and you can buy that and it could, you could take that home, put it on your wall. But so, um, yeah, there's a lot of cool things in the add-on
0: section yeah this book looks really good um it's spooky but it's still adorable which is a ha- it's a hard balance to do you know like mm-hmm. to make something scary yet cute but I, I mean you seem to have smashed it here man you can go to kickstarter and uh, find that it is what. Well, just go to kickstarter.com and search buddy number one milo and otis meets the exorcist so that sounds pretty rad anything else where can we find you on social media and stuff
2: Um, all my stuff is the same so you can find me on twitter instagram facebook and i'm even on slasher now because i'm a big horror hound uh all of it is at mayotl m-a-y-o-t-l
0: okay and who's your favorite horror movie what's your favorite horror movie
2: Oh man, uh, Night of the Living Dead, the black and white. That 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 that's gives me a certain feel because I had great parents too who would leave me alone at seven years old and that's what I watched was horror movies. <laughs>
0: Night of the Living Dead,
2: Children of the Corn, Be Scared to Death, standing up the whole time watching them so I could run just in case.
0: Well, because that's more of a kind of monster psychological thing. Like, are you into like slasher horror? Are you into like the gore stuff now that's kind of around? Because some of it's too much for me.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't consider that even really horror, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, it's like gore gore porn, I guess. You could yeah, say. totally, right? But uh, yeah, but it doesn't give me any kind of, it's not a story to me, I guess. I yeah.
1: Right. Well, Night of the Living Dead scared the shit out of me when I was 11, so I'm with oh you, yeah. Terry.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, just the broadcast on the, I could re-watch the broadcasting of, of like what they're watching on TV in that movie on a constant mm-hmm. loop and just be like captivated the whole time. It's just, <laughs> it's amazing. I love that movie.
0: So is that why you kind of lean into horror more? So is that your, is that your wheelhouse? Do you find it difficult to write horror comics? Uh,
2: difficult. Um, I find it difficult to write things that I don't connect with. I do connect with, with that. I, could, I connect with like the apocalypse and kind of the dark, but I do like to like blend, like even in the Wicked Righteous, you have these brothers and they represent good. And a lot of it is character based and, 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 and that's the direction but it doesn't take away from everything that's surrounding them, all the evil that's surrounding them that they hmm. have to try to avoid. And kind of the same thing with, with Buddy. I mean, cause it was purposeful that we wanted it to look like uh, like a cartoon network show or like a, like, you know, a Saturday morning cartoon that you could wake up to. It's colorful. It's fun without pulling any punches when the horror comes in of like, boom, this is here. Cause with all my kids, I know you're not going to sneak past in anything by a kid. nowadays. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't pull punches. You can't try to trick them. It is what it is. Uh, and I feel like we've hit that mark uh, so far with Buddy.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it looks great. It's live on Kickstarter right now. Go back this book. Terry, I think this is the first time we've ever spoken. What an interesting, f- I just feel like I could talk to you for just about your life experiences. <laughs> what an interesting dude you are, man.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You just made my day.
0: <laughs> and and you look nice in your readers too, by the way. Where did you pick those things up at? Did you get those at like the grocery store or some shit?
2: I stole these from one of my nurses at work because <laughs> I got to work and I couldn't see my computer and she brought them to me. And I was like, do you mind if I borrow these? She said, you just have them. So I was like, well, you just lost glasses because I'm taking them. So.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That's awesome. Readers.
0: Kevin, are you getting close to readers at this point?
1: These are prescription glasses. I I, I need them to read anything. So without them, I can't, I can't read.
0: Yeah, I need mine all the time. But I do notice that like, I have gotten to the point where it's like, sometimes I have to extend the arm out to see like, hang on. Whoa. And I'm like, come on, man, I don't need another pair of glasses. <laughs> like, I already have these giant Coke bottles. I don't need any more. But yeah, man, getting old is weird, right? Like, it's just weird.
2: <laughs> it is it is like it makes me like recall all the times that my dad would like grunt when he got up and like oh and just and just everything it just i recall all this stuff now that i'm doing the exact same thing and it's like well you know it's just it's part of life
0: yeah, what no is. kidding. Like when you, because like, my beard is more gray than at least my chin. It's more gray than black now at this point. And I'm like, what happened to you, old man? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Why did
2: you steal my youth?
0: Yes.
1: Well, <laughs> what happened to me? It's funny with the optometrist when I went in the, about the glasses. I was like, I can see far away just fine. Like, and then she tested, and she was like, Oh yeah, your far away vision is really good. And then she's like, But close up visions awful and i was like yeah no i can't see anything up close like i'm like what is that like writing i can't make out of anything like <laughs> and so she's like welcome to middle age that's what she said and i was like wow oh thanks <laughs> well kevin, well, kevin you're four, you're 44 right because i'm yeah. 43 mm-hmm.
0: and terry you got to be older than both of us so 30, 46 i think that's not right. bad so we're all contemporaries then but yeah mm-hmm. man getting old is getting old is hard like, sometimes I just find it difficult, like, trying to keep up with the kids on social media and stuff. And, like, I just feel like an old man yelling at a cloud sometimes. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. it's it's really kind of a bummer. It,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know what to say about that. But I you, there are days that I'll just, like, close Twitter and I'm like, I don't even know where I am right now.
0: <laughs> damn punk kids and you just kind of let me just make about a
2: joke about an 80s movie and get out of here
0: yeah right that's cool man well this again the book looks really great we're really excited for you congratulations on funding already and let's get some of those stretch goals my man we got a lot of stuff here let's rock these things out
2: yeah yeah we're looking at two really cool stretch goals coming up we got one when we hit 300 backers and one when we hit $8,000, Eight thousand dollars, which are both just right around the corner. Yeah, man, those uh, are both
0: very, very attainable goals with the time left. So, yeah. uh, buddy number one, Mylon Otis meets The Exorcist. Go to Kickstarter right now, Terry. Man, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. This has been awesome.
0: I'm glad you. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that interview, uh, Terry Mayo promoting his Kickstarter buddy was brought to you by the fine, fine people at Creative Contract Consulting, creativecontractconsulting.com. Gamal Hennessy is a comic book attorney and a business consultant who helps comic creators develop viable business plans for their art. He provides all kinds of great services. He negotiates and reviews comic book contracts and helps clients understand the business of comics because believe it or not there is a business here folks and uh, that's what we're trying to do you should talk to gamal he will help you out he is fantastic he recently published a book on independent comic book publishing that was covered by the hollywood reporter publishers week publishers weekly and bleeding cool you can find him at creativecontractconsulting.com he offers free consultations for his potential clients so contact him set up a meeting and see if gamal can help you in your comic book journey he's helped us he has and he's going to continue to help us because he's a great guy so go to creative contract consulting.com creative kevin bob there's a lot going on for the word bros um we apologize for not having an episode on monday we had a bunch of um uh, audio technical to, issues yeah, yeah. So we're gonna try to get lane back on the show or Lane on the show eventually again um so figure that out um so, and we got a kickstarter that we're planning the dust dust pirates kickstarter is coming
1: and the, and you're gonna want this book Hopefully. let me tell you why because okay. it's not your dad's pulp it's pulp fiction action adventure with two pirates trapped in atlantis That's and cool. it's drawn by the amazing Tony Grigori. We had last week on the podcast. Yes, and it's colored by the amazing Josh Jensen. Yes, and it has been written by these two numbskulls that you're mm-hmm. listening to right now, mm-hmm. and it, and it's being edited and lettered by the amazing Chaz! Exclamation point! Pangburn, you got to throw in the last name. I just I just like calling him Chaz! Point Chaz! Sounds, exclamation point! Exclamation point! Because it sound like it sound like he's a wrestler when I do it that way.
0: We are going to be launching the Kickstarter on, hopefully we get our ducks in a row and we are shooting for, why can't I find anything in my Google Drive tonight? We are going to be launching this Kickstarter on June 15th or 16th. 15th. Yeah, I we're shooting for June 15th. So we'll have the Dust Pirates Kickstarter June 15th. It's going to be a beautiful 80-page graphic novel, probably about 92 pages total with all the back matter and other stuff. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a bunch of different covers that we're offering. Uh, Jason Copeland is doing a cover for the... Uh, so you can pick your... What trade paperback you want. These will be Kickstarter exclusive covers. Jason Copeland is doing a super fucking cool cover. Uh, Liana Kangas is doing a really great cover um who else Chater. match mac chater is doing a really badass cover kaylin smith kaylin smith joe mulvey cover so we've got all kinds of things for you guys to choose from it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be a beautiful book we're really excited about it the dust pirates kickstarter coming tuesday the 15th of june so there you go be ready yeah it's gonna be fun
1: All right. I guess that's it, Kev. Good job, buddy. Yeah, man. We had fun again this week. We hope to hear you guys on here next week. Um, We have some ideas for guests, but we don't know which person's going to be available. I think
0: Omar, Omar, um, what's his name? He's got the
1: Lunar Ladies book coming out. Yes. I think he's coming on soon. He is. We talked to him about being on.
0: Yeah to find where is it here we go uh he is coming on omar morales yeah
1: he is coming on the 8th so june 8th we have him and and we've been talking to another couple guests so we we might have a couple other little surprises coming for you guys soon yeah buddy so thank you so
0: much for listening we'll be back oh mario's coming on too right when is mario coming back
1: i think june 5th yeah. The week before, the week, the, the week before, I don't know
0: what day it is anymore. Like, neither I know, do I since the pandemic. Yeah. I know it's May, I know it's I close to the end of May, but I'm not really sure
1: what day. I, I know it's like Tuesday, like, I can tell you that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Tuesday in May, and I just don't know the date. That's every day now.
0: It's like, well, it's a Tuesday in May, but yes. yeah, so
1: I think Mario's next week.
0: I think you're right, Mario's next week, and then omar morales is the week after that and then we've got more people coming up and then we'll probably just promote our kickstarter non-stop
1: so have fun yes you'll just that. have to listen you'll have to listen to like five episodes of us talking about how awesome we are I'm just begging you to dip <laughs> we'll be cutting promos about how great we is so you should back our kickstarter
0: please just do it so <laughs> you want to make this book thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back um on monday
1: with mario mario
0: no no Uh, our days are all fucked up now because yeah we'll have to figure it out but yeah whatever we'll figure it out but yeah mario candelaria is our next guest that'll be whenever it comes out and we'll let you know when that happens so thank (laughs) you guys so much for listening we'll talk to you soon you're listening to the word bros podcast the word